Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Welcome to Thursday and of course it's Strictly Mick and Tony plus one. Gary Edgington looks forward to the weekend's cricket around about 22-8. Uh, we look back at the stars of Makers, believe it or not, another month has passed us by. We play Test Tony, um, we look at the week's headlines, and with a bit of luck before 8 o'clock, the railway gates at the castle might even have gone up again, but that's <laughs> probably pushing it too far. What we will do, though, is start with some of the big headlines from the world of sport in the last week. And, of course, these are the ones that we have a chat about in a few minutes' time. Steve Smith's first century since returning from a one-year ban for his part in the ball tampering scandal was brilliant in its execution. But he was booed into the crease at Southampton, booed at 50, booed at reaching the ton, and booed when he was dismissed. So, question to Tony is, are the England fans right, or should they applaud the talent that he actually undoubtedly is? I think I know the answer to that one. Charlton Athletic scored with virtually the last kick of the game as they recovered from conceding a ridiculous early goal to beat the Mackhams in the League One playoff final at Wembley. And of course, Villa beat the Sheep to regain their Premier League status after an absence of three years. And we're going to be running an interesting poll on, on social media. Tell you about that in a minute. Coventry City say they have a grand share venue and an agreement in place for next season which actually means if that's the case if they don't come to an agreement for the Rico Stadium they should be able to stop in the league because of course as we told you the other week the EFL threat to basically kick them out if they haven't got a ground unlike Tottenham who's had four home grounds in the last two years but that doesn't really seem to matter because they are a big club Neil Lennon has revealed he was offered a Celtics manager job in the dressing room shower after guiding the club to a domestic treble. I'd like to see Tony's comments on that one without being thrown off here. Um, Lennon's side defeated Hearts 2-1 at Hamden to clinch the Scottish Cup and securing the treble. Treble. Um, the, farmer, um, the former Parkhead captain took over from Brendan Rodgers. Uh, it's just a privilege, he says, to manage Celtic. And one more to talk about is Maurizio Sarri, who, of course, won the Europa League last night with Chelsea. He finished third in the table and was runners-up in the League Cup. But apparently he's going to lose his job because he's a bit of a failure. I'm mystified by that because I can think of quite a lot of people who would like to uh, win the Europa League, be runners-up in a cup and finish third in the table. But apparently that is not good enough. And that's where we're going to start tonight with last night's Big Cup final, with Mr Smith, who actually watched it, and with Maurizio Sarri. Well, I, I would just like to apologise for last night for not being here. Nobody missed you, don't worry. Well, I had to lie to you, unfortunately. I wasn't playing golf. Um, I'm actually on holiday this week uh, from my lollipopping duties because it's half term. And so I took the opportunity to uh, take Lucy away. We, we got a cheap deal with Advertiser Holidays, so we went to Amsterdam and several other parts of Belgium as well. <laughs> but, um, no... Well, I wasn't going to mention the fact that... Um, According to our wonderful local newspaper, Amsterdam is now in Belgium. Well done, lads. That's, that, that's better than even we could achieve. 
Sarri should have been sacked at the League Cup final when he lost the um, ability to manage a football team in the glare, uh, the horrible glare of everybody in a packed Wembley stadium when his goalkeeper refused to be substituted. That was the moment Chelsea should have said, well, you obviously can't manage a football team, cheerio. That was an embarrassment for the lad. And um, it was an embarrassment for the club that he was still there last night. But he's finished third in the table, he's got to a cup final and he's won the second biggest competition in Europe. I think they finished third in the table despite him. Um, I think it, the reason that Chelsea finished third in the table was because this season was probably the worst ever Premiership season. It got like Scotland, didn't it? It was ridiculous. Because you do realise, don't you, of course, that if he actually goes, the dream team is going to be Frank Lampard and, yeah. John, and John Terry. No, it, it, it will be John Terry. Think not? No. I think he'll bring Jody Morris in as coach and, jo and John Terry's assistant manager. But I was staggered last night. You know when Chelsea were jumping up and down? John Terry wasn't there in his kit, was he, with his shin pads on? No, but Rob Green was, the goalkeeper, who hasn't played a single minute all season. <laughs> yet he gets to lift the cup. He hasn't even been on the bench all season. I mean, that's about as stupid as having a cup for runners-up. Well, it's, it's, it's a strange club. and But, I mean, you know, Liverpool and Manchester City, magnificent. What a wonderful, wonderful example of two cracking efforts to try and outfight each other for the title. But behind them... What a pile of rubbish. It was that it was just like basically the Scottish Premiership. Two teams in it and all the rest are just sort of you know Chelsea finished third. It it, it, it could well, well there, there was actually light years behind know, the top it, two, wasn't there? It could just have been Bournemouth, couldn't it? Just mm. as easily been Bournemouth. Okay, let's um, change sports. We're gonna talk cricket with Gary a little bit later on in the show and we're gonna talk about England today with Gary a little yeah. bit later in the show. Uh Steve Smith then. Um he served his ban. <laughs> I mean Warner should be booed because I don't like him, so he should be booed. <laughs> Steve Smith he served his ban. He didn't actually do anything wrong, but he was the captain, so I suppose he should take responsibility, yeah? So he takes responsibility <laughs> for the being the captain. But he didn't actually do anything wrong. I blame Warner completely. Um he served his ban, he's come back. Should he be booed? I picked up my daughter from work this afternoon. Um, from our house to where she works is one mile, and then we drove the one mile back. From when I left our house to getting back home, it, it would have been the same time as if I'd driven to Skegness. But on the way back, she said that her boyfriend had been at um, uh, an England game. She doesn't know sport that much. She didn't know which England game it was, but it was against Australia, and then she didn't, she didn't know where it was, I should say, but it was against Australia. And her boyfriend and a gang of his mates were leaning over the, the, the tunnel entrance, waving pieces of paper and holding pens uh, as, as the Australians came off, including Steve Smith. And um, the, the Australians very kindly came over to sign the pieces of paper and were then horrified to find that they were all pieces of sandpaper. <laughs> and I think that's fantastic because can you imagine how much stick we will get for eternity from Australians? So it's fair dues. I don't, I don't think it's over the top in any way, shape or form. I think they're getting what we would have been given. Aren't we supposed to be sportsmen in this country? It's Australia, stuff them. Exactly, good lad. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that one. Probably if it's West Indies or somebody will... Oh, yeah. We won't, yeah. Somebody will like. Somebody will like, but they're Australian, so it doesn't really matter. Talking of Australia, I, I've got to mention this, because it, it is cracking news. Rugby club girls, um, 
Yeah. Abby Hammond, who, who was the winger in, in the season they won the national championships, uh, parents and obviously Abby have emigrated to Australia. Uh, Abby is now 18 and she's just had confirmations being selected for the Western Australia ladies sign. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. So well done. You, I, I don't think you've been listening, Abby, but you know. Yeah. absolutely but talk about it a bit more at length next week but I just thought that was but if you get absolutely picked fantastic. for the NLD Notts Links and Derby representative side it's not a bad effort you've got a very good reason to be proud of yourself if you think how many people you're getting selected from in Western Australia exactly <laughs> now somebody that we we love um, Abby she's absolutely a wonderful girl wonderful family to somebody we don't love Neil Lennon Neil Lennon is, is, is a very misunderstood bloke. I think he gets a lot of grief, actually, because he's ginger, which is very wrong. But basically, I've been in the showers at um, Hamden, and it's a wonderful setup to be offered a job. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't think there's any better person for the job, really. Uh, because he is Celtic. Celtic fans love him, and, you know, I mean, spot on. Haven't you not mentioned on this show on more than one occasion that some of his antics bring football into disrepute? Or are we giving up on that one now? Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I just, I've had a lovely day listening to uh, Five Live Extra, listening to England beat South Africa, and I just feel very, very mellow, so I'm, I'm not really in the mood for just taking it out on gingers like it would probably be normally. OK, let's move on then. Um, we'll, we'll, bring, we'll bring Neil Lennon back into the conversation. I'm sure it won't take too long. Oh, no. Um, Next game, probably. Last night, um, I put a sample question, a sample poll, onto our Twitter feed. Uh, quite simply, nice and simple, which club has been the greatest failure? Leeds United, <laughs> l last season, I'm talking about last season, yeah. right? Leeds United, Manchester United, Notts County or Sunderland? Now, I chose those four because, quite frankly, any one of them I thought had let the fans down. Manchester United have certainly let their fans down because they should not be finishing sixth or seventh in the table, light years behind the top two. They're a mm. lot bigger club than that. Leeds United let their fans down because they got one and a half hands on promotion before they, they blew it against Wigan and Brentford. Yes, they did. They blew it. They might well have let the modern-day fan down. No, I'm talking about last season, and only oh, yeah. last season. Yeah, but they, but, were, they wouldn't have let down older Legion right, United fans they, like myself. They had it, who, who've been accepting that since the 60s. They had it there for the taking. Oh, they always couldn't beat 10-man Wigan and couldn't beat Brentford. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's what they do. Okay, so... That's why I think Leeds United let their fans down. But they're not, in, not in the same league as Man United because they didn't even get there to lose it, did they? My third choice was Sunderland. Nah, they're a, nah, hang on, nah. they're a massive club. They can attract 50, gates of 50,000 and they cannot get out of the third tier of English football. Come on. Yeah, but I mean... You, that is letting your fans down. You, 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 you only put that poll on because you hate Ferguson, <laughs> you hate Leeds because of me, and you hate Sunderland because you love the people of Newcastle, for the, a very good reason, I have to say, the fourth, because you look after your daughter. The fourth, the fourth of the four... Notts County. Uh, Notts County. No, 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 no. Did they let their fans down no, last season? Before the season started, they was favourites for a promotion. Yeah. They finished second from bottom and are going to be playing Barrow and Dover next season. But I heard the show last night when I was driving back from the golf club and um, Paul Drury spoke very, very well. He said he'll give the 
um, Notts County supporters that he knows fair share of abuse because they dished it out to him when Lincoln went down. But I thought he spoke very, very well about it not being the end of the world when you go down into non-league and about it actually being a very, very nice place to watch your football. I liked the fact the 222 people that voted, which I thought was an excellent effort. Um, How many times did you vote? You can only vote once on this. (laughs) It won't let you do it more than once. It physically will not let you. All right. It physically won't let you the way the system is is set up on, on Twitter. So you can only vote. Anybody can vote once. It tells you what the percentages are and won't let you vote. The percentages are, after those 222 people voted, and and there's still one hour, 25 minutes left on it, so it might change. 7% Manchester United. Huh? 2% Leeds United. 5% Sunderland. And 86% of those 222 people thought Notts County had let their fans down the most last season. No, it's it's. Uh, I got um, I got told off by Laura Bennett on Facebook, who says I should have put Arsenal on there as well. <laughs> God, there, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But you can only put four, I think. So, uh. but, but I went up to Floorserve to watch the final, Arsenal Chelsea, and it was panning round the ground in the last three or four minutes at the Arsenal supporters crying or just looking distraught, and I turned round to Reedy next to me and I said, "Yeah." But it's not that your team hasn't even turned up and played absolutely shocking. What you're thinking to yourself is now it's going to take us four days to get home. <laughs> <laughs> God, that must have been a horrendous trip. Well, yes, but you know, if they're part of your the part of Europe, I if, you te- if your team wins, a massive away trip is not a problem because back home on the way home, it's all. I went to Munich once on a bus, took Amanda to uh, watch Forest play. In Munich, yeah. and memory has it, we drew two all or one two one in the first leg. Got beat five one back at the City Ground, but and you're right, it's it is. But I mean, going back to this initial story, I picked those four teams. So I honestly think those, if I supported any one of those four teams, I would have thought by the end of the season I had been let down. Yeah, but being... I really would. If I supported Chelsea for all the antics that they've had. Finishing third and qualifying for the for the for the European Cup. It, well, yeah. you, you you saw that thing on Facebook that I put on, didn't you? About uh, the reason I was supporting Arsenal last night. I didn't put on because I was again I was in a good mood, so I didn't put on the fact I've hated Chelsea for forty nine years ever since they beat Leeds United in nineteen seventy. You supported Arsenal because a couple of your friends support Arsenal. There's no reason to support Arsenal. It's because three of my friends. There's still no reason to support every, Arsenal. Everybody in Newark and everybody who's been unfortunate enough to be in Newark Hospital knows Tony Leach, who uh, died far too young. Uh, everybody at Callum Road knows Harry Atkinson, who is a wonderful guy. But the, the the main guy that I mentioned um, was uh, Martin Fletcher, and he went to um, Bradford City versus Lincoln City with his brother, his dad, his uncle and his granddad, and he came home on his own. They're all wonderful, valid reasons, but that's not a reason to support another club. You should have watched that match last night, and whatever the result, it didn't really matter, because it was two English teams and you should have supported them both. So the result no, didn't the- matter. You support... 
Leeds and Berwick. Well, you don't, but you follow Leeds and Berwick. You don't follow Arsenal, so I'm not having any of that. So, no, you can't have that. But apart from those three very, very valid reasons, yes, I, I agree. also I have hated Chelsea with that, vengeance. That, that's the truth coming out now. Chelsea has to be a swear word right, in our house. now we're getting there. <laughs> you see, it took, a, it took 20 minutes, but now we're getting there. It's oh. nothing to do with anything else. It's just because you do not like Chelsea yeah. or John Terry. Damn you, live radio. There you go, you see. Um, coming up, um, still to come, the, the best of May, Tess Tony, and the man that lives in a county that does upside down <laughs> cream teas. <laughs> and it's time to look back at um, the darling month of May. Um, it doesn't seem like five minutes. You like the darling months of May. Did you watch the darling months of May? No. With um, David Jason? No. It, uh, oh, it's wonderful program. Anyway, but so I don't, I don't, I've, I've seen clips and stuff, but I never yeah. actually saw Lo- Lovely program, yeah. it, it, it really was. Um, um, and this is where we look back, and, and we try and try and choose our stars. But can we just go off on a tangent? Couldn't David Jason turn his hand to absolutely any character? What, what a wonderful actor that man is! He must be the best this country has ever produced. He's probably the second best um, comedy actor, as in. A program, what do you call it? And you know, not a stand-up comedian, but acting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's probably the second best of all time at that. Um, and then he can turn his hand to straight acting or light comedy. Dying Buds and May was a drama, if you like. But then he did heavy drama with Porteras, Porteras Blue, was it? He's done heavy drama. uh, The reason I say second, and you're intrigued on second, yeah, one of the best character actor. That was the name I'm looking for. I still think the best character actor was the original governor, because the governor, David Jason, named him the governor. And when the governor retired, he handed that mantle over to David Jason. And the governor, of course, was Ronnie Barker. Yeah, yeah. You mean Big Ronnie? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go along with that. Yeah. Um, that's why I say David Jason's the second best, because David Jason is... If you look at David Jason in his whatever he's doing, a lot of the mannerisms are the same. If he's Del Boy or Pop Larkin yeah. or even Frost, yeah. the looks, <laughs> the way he shakes his head and the mannerisms are all the same. Yeah. Now, if you look at Barker yeah, yeah, yeah. with Porridge True. and Open All Hours and, and all the other ones... <laughs> His personality changes. I don't think David Jason's did, but I'm not knocking David Jason. I'll tell you something for a sports show. That's that's getting a bit deep, isn't it? Well, there you go, you see. Right. Yeah, go on then. Sport, Um, sport, I suppose. Yeah. Team performance of the month, and they all go back to the start of the month, and I've managed to log down four. Um, Collingham under-18s, who played three games in five days at the start of the month um, to win... Two more cups and the league, and in the end, they went on to win an unprecedented fifth trophy, of which you told me was the. Yeah. What's five? The, the quintuple. Thank you. Oh, try, yeah. Do try and keep I, I, up. I thought you meant the name of the trophy. No, uh, went on to do that, which um, you know, to win five trophies, and I don't care if you're eight or eighteen, to win five trophies that mm. takes a lot of doing, and those playing three times a week as well to, yeah. to to win these one-off matches. You can, Newt, you can do it when you're 18. <laughs> well, you suppose you can. <laughs> Newt Flowserve, of course, won the East Midlands County's League Cup in the penalty shootout against Clifton. The two sides uh. played out a boring 120 minutes by all accounts. It wasn't the best of afternoons, but at the end of the day, you don't remember no. 
in a cup final how you played. You remember if there's a trophy sitting on the mantelpiece. You just remember the shootout. It was and wonderful. There is a trophy sitting on the mantelpiece. New York Rugby Club r- running four tries to beat Nottingham Casuals to win the NLD Shield. <laughs> and Flosier Reserves won the Not Senior League Division 2 Championship. So, um, my personal opinion, um, is I ain't got a clue really. Um, I was going to go with Collingham under 18 because it's a fantastic performance. I was going to go with FlowServe because everybody was saying I'm biased, so I think I'll probably end up with the rugby club because it was a cracking performance they put in. Well, it's the new at FlowServe presentation night on Saturday, so I say new at FlowServe 100%, both the first team and the reserves. Yeah, but <laughs> I've got the laptop. Um, the individual performances of of the month, and, uh, you know, if you can give me an answer to this one, then you've done... You've done wonderfully well because we Amy Hunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have again. We have New York Golf Club's Paul Bagshaw, who kept his call to win a playoff to win the Knots Open, which excellent. Well done, Paul. Lynn Coombs, who was part of the Midlands over forty fives hockey team that were crowned the regional champions. So and she's still looking good at seventy. Exactly. She? Well done. Well done, Lynn. Sam Hardy retained the national schools boxing title while chloe davis finished runner-up in her age group james brinkat smith come back from <laughs> japan with a bronze medal in the world power lifting championships lauren owens our great friend from the athletic circuit won a double gold of the 100 meters and the pole vault at the lincolnshire county championships gold two for ethan lincoln in the under 13 hurdles and craig wadwell in the hammer three more golds in the knots events amelia crispin in the 1500 luke sayer in the triple jump and zoe smith in the 70 meters hurdles and all you can do is finish in front and best and, and get a gold medal olivia matthias won the european sprint triathlon held in poland i mean you know and we get to finally amy hunt runs 11.38 seconds and a personal best in the 100 meters to become this to become number two in the uk age 16 all-time list a few days later she ran 11.31 at the european under 20 championships making her the eighth fastest junior in the world this year and the number one ranked European. I know we've said this before when we've asked for the individual performance of the month. Mm. Leave it to you. No, you just you just cannot take that away. Isn't she also the eighth best under twenty yeah. ever? Yeah. I mean, you, just, you, just, you can't take best ever out of out of a sentence without going wow. I mean, it's just you know. I mean, wow. I mean, obviously. That may well be bettered, but but to to be to to have that you know claim to fame is just astonishing. Um, so we're going with Amy, are we? Oh, God, for yeah. the fifth month running, um, and, and, and as well as being so absolutely superb athlete, what a lovely, lovely girl as well. Absolutely, I, I love it when she comes in. Absolutely our, our moments of the month is Becky Gallup finishing 27th <laughs> in, in the Austin Spring Dash at 30 weeks pregnant. Bradley Wells, who gave his cup winner's medal yes. to the young FlowServe mascot, mm. which I thought was a wonderful thing. Yeah. And Jess Weaver, who presented outgoing head coach Mark Dobb with her England shirt, um, which she wore when she was, she was captain at the Principality 
stadium and to give that shit up i don't think i could ever do that but to give that shit up and in turn when mark had stopped crying um <laughs> we presented it to new York rugby club to put uh, up on the uh. wall and for that reason that reason alone i'm going with jess yeah. but it was a cracking gesture by bradley as well and, and apparently Sam, Sam, Sam Agar gave his trophy to a young supporter as well at the same final. Can't like that, because it means a lot more to them young kids than it means to Sam or Bradley, who's probably got a box full of them in the loft. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 was, it was a wonderful gesture, but, I mean, I say time and time again, whenever the subject crops up about the Newark Rugby Club girls, it would make a wonderful, wonderful film. We did. We need a film. I mentioned that on the night. Uh, did, um, our, our overseas... And that moment, presenting it to yeah. the coach, finishes, and then the coach present, oh, finishes just, it off, doesn't it? Know, That's the end of the film. Fall, um, our overseas star <coughs> of the month, because I've got a, a, a new category for the overseas star. Um, we've mentioned Abby, of course, um, who's been selected to play for Western, the Western Australia States, like under-18s, I think I said ladies, under-18s, and they, she flies out to Sydney in July for the tournament. And, of course, the other one, and this has got, this young man's got to be in it, because he's Whitley Bay Rockcliffe's under-12 <laughs> player of the year, and, of course, that's Finlay Gold. But uh, I think even even with my biasness, Abby Hammond probably eclipses young Finn. <sighs> Really? On on that one, I think so. I won't say that about my grandson. <laughs> <laughs> Even with my bias. Um, Braver man than me, Gungadin. <laughs> so, who's your overall star of me? I, th- I think because of the sheer um, magnitude of what she's achieved, Amy Hunt. That, that absolutely. You know, I mean, everybody else has done a marvellous, marvellous job in their own particular sphere, but when you the eighth best ever i mean it kind of um, puts everything else into a cocked hat doesn't it now we we like on thursdays to make tony do some work and i hope you play along with this at home because i'm going to name some names who's had the birthdays or events or unfortunately left us not every single one of them is a sports one <laughs> um i'm going to name some names <coughs> and tony's going to tell me because he's the professional in this studio he's going to tell me a little bit about the names um that we come up with in something that we call Test Tony. And we go back over the week. So we're looking now at the 26th of May, 1909, this gentleman was born. Um, Some of these are not difficult, Tony. The 26th of May, 1909, I need you to tell me something about Matt Busby. Ugh. Um, football god, absolute football god. I mean, um, it was one of those guys who come from the same sort of 16, 17 mile radius around Ayrshire. But it just sort of the pit community there just throws up the likes of Shankly, you know, just football geniuses. And it was just, it was the greatest football person that there has ever been born on this day the 27th of may 1922 died in 2015 christopher lee dracula yes well done well done shall we move on yeah um oh no the 27th of may again in 1912 sam sneed golf 
won the US Masters on three occasions. Hmm. You'll like this one. <laughs> Born on this day, 27th of May, 1967. Paul Gascoigne. Oh. And, well, he's just um, a wonderfully gifted footballer. And... Um, Who thinks he's been let down? I think he was let, let down by his dad. Um, when he was 11 years old, um, the family wanted to send him to a psychiatrist to help him with his problems. And his dad says, No, son of mine's going to a psychiatrist, man. <laughs> and uh, Except he said it in a Geordie accent. And and and, and, and basically, um, you know, he's, he's got the problems that we all know of. And at a time when... Uh, in the modern day, the greatest thing that's happened in the modern day is that people can talk about mental health issues. He didn't get the support from his own dad that he should have done. You would hope in this day and age you would, because I think he is... I mean, George Best is my most natural. For only somebody else who was more than troubled, and nobody, even Matt Busby, didn't get hold of him. Um, yeah. And nobody really got hold of Gaza. It's a sh it's a crying shame. It it, it, it is, but uh, uh, this, I've just been reading a book about uh, a young Newcastle footballer uh, who came over to uh, Whitley Bay uh, for a trial uh, for Newcastle United with a bunch of hopefuls. He came from Lisbon in Northern Ireland, a guy called Paul Ferris, and it's a superb book. Uh, it's called uh, The Boy That Sat on the Shed. Uh, and, and basically, uh, the foreword is by Alan, uh, Alan Shearer. And it's all about Newcastle. And this player was inside him at the trial match and was calling for the ball, so he shaped to give it to this player. And then the defender went that way, so he jinked left and put it in the top corner. And uh, the player went, when he passed me, he said, well, I've got to go. And so, in, 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 the, in the, very, the very next move, same player's alongside him. He goes, one, two, one, two. And so... It, knocks it inside, runs into the space, and this player puts his foot on the ball, and he says, yeah, you, do, you don't pass it to me, you're not having it. And in the book he says, that Paul Gascoigne could be a right bugger. <laughs> <laughs> 1979, born Johnny Wilkinson. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, the, um, the, dr the drop kick that... Well, everybody involved in sport knows that drop kick, don't they? That stopped the world, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just uh, awesome. Um, but, again... Um, again, we've got to, we've, we've mentioned three people there who were tormented with mental health, health issues. Who would have thought Johnny Wilkinson had mm -hmm. a problem? But with him, he, he said very famously, um, the only time he felt at peace with himself was between the two whistles, the first whistle of the match and the final whistle. And uh, he, he too was racked with his own personal demons. But what a player. 29th of May, 1914... Tenzing Norgay. Sherpa. Well done, you're off form tonight, aren't you? 1953, The Ascent of Everest. Eh? Yeah. I'll give you that one, you're on form tonight. Yeah. Um, one person decided the left us during this week, and it was, um, it was 83 years old, and he died in 2000 and, um, 2017. And, um... Left us this week? Well, in this week, you know. You're about Yes, yeah, all right. Um... <laughs> Um, and if you're a certain age, i.e. my age, you will know exactly who he is. John Noakes. Oh, my goodness, we just played his we song. We've played his song, haven't we? Get down, chap. When everybody, everybody watched Blue Peter. But you know when he um, climbed 
Nelson's Column. Nelson's Column, yeah. Trafalgar Square. And then he had to go over that ledge. There's no safety on it. He, didn't, was have, he didn't have any safety ropes on whatsoever. It was mm. just him. And, you know, I mean, it was obviously before the days of health and safety. But, I mean, it was just fantastic. I think he came from Halifax. But um, but basically, it was just remarkable. And there was some of the most legendary moments of live television have been uh, because of John Noakes, haven't they? Do you remember that time they brought the elephant on? <laughs> yeah. They decided to uh, go to the <laughs> yeah. stage. It was, it was, and then John Noakes stood in it and fell over. <laughs> Something that, just, just unbelievable character. I mean, the... The, the, the producers at Blue Peter must have thought they did the jackpot when he came for the interview. <laughs> but when, when, when he did the audition, they thought, we don't need anybody else. Absolute natural, wasn't he? Him and Fred Dibner climbing... Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Um, anyway, um, to end this spot, a, a couple of events... Uh, are you going to like them both, really? On the 28th of May, it's the anniversary, of course, of Bayern Munich beating Leeds United 2-0 in the, in the 19th Paris. European Cup final. And on the 30th of May, it's another anniversary of Forrest beating Hamburg 1-0 in Madrid to win their second European Cup. Just thought I'd drop them two in. John, John Robertson. Lovely, lovely man. That's when Keegan ended up playing behind the back four to keep out of Kenny Burns and Larry Lloyd's way. Keegan was going to run that match. I mean, I, I, rem I vividly remember it. Keegan was going to beat Forrest single-handed. He took on Kenny Burns once and then went and hid. <laughs> and then went and hid for 85 well, minutes. wasn't you. I don't want to be here. <laughs> that block was dangerous without subtitles. Th th that's a, a wonderful... Um, and I can't use the words in the YouTube video... Um, of Pep and Warnock. Yes, I've seen of, it now. Of, of the two ways that they do it. Pep was, keep on the referee's side, don't commit any silly fouls, behave yourselves. Warnock was bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> Go straight through that bleep, bleep, bleep in the first minute and let him know that you're bleep. <laughs> and bleep, bleep, break his legs. Yeah. Yes. But, um, no, you asked me to do a sports thought. Yeah, you? I thought you would be in your element on that one. Well, I, I, I got to know um, Neil Warnock very, very well at, um, at Knox County when he was there for, for, for the period that I was reporting on him as well. And um, but I've I've never seen anything more of Pep than I've seen on television, so it would be hard to compare the two accurately. But um, but I, I I did meet Samat Busby once. You met Samat Busby when Notts oh. when Notts County got into the old first division the season before it became the Premier League. Uh, the first game for Notts County in 1991 uh, was away at Manchester United. And after 45 minutes of sweet talk, I managed to get a, a, a press pass. And you come out of the players' lounge, you walk along a corridor for about 50 miles, and then you turn left to go up two steps, and you're in the press box, and the whole of Old Trafford is in front of you. I was walking along this very, very narrow corridor, and halfway along, Sir Matt Busby came out and started walking towards me, and it was, it was like meeting God. And I just put my hand out and said, Hi, Sir Matt, how are you doing? And he went, all right, son, I didn't wash my hand for five weeks. And that's as a Leeds fan. <laughs> you see, everybody says to me, oh, you hate Man United, you're biased against Man United, you'll pick on Man United. When Matt Busby was manager, mm. and it was best, Charlton and Law, and then they had Willie Morgan and John Aston, mm. um, Martin Buchan, 
they was everybody's favourite, second favourite <coughs> team. There was. If there wasn't your favourite, there was your second favourite. Mm. Everybody loved Man United. Okay, maybe on the back of Munich, but everybody yeah. loved Manchester United. The only reason people don't love Manchester United anymore, Ferguson. Okay, it's time to go to Devon to talk to Gary Edgington, but before we do say hello to Gary, Tony has just got a... Uh, Martin Buchan comment. Yeah, it was, it was just when he mentioned the name there, uh, Martin Buchan came out of the Manchester United dressing room and a journalist uh, approached him and said, uh, could I just have a quick word, Martin? And he went, velocity, and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cracking footballer, an oh, absolute yeah. cracking footballer. Um, right, we're off to, to Devon to talk to Gary. We're going to talk to Gary every Thursday night during the cricket season and we're going to look back at last weekend and we're going to look forward to this coming weekend um we're taking a risk of course because i don't even know how to make a cream tea properly in devon but um <laughs> you know i'm not holding that against him because he's not a true devonian so uh, and i'm assuming he does it the correct way is that right uh, mr edgington do you put jam or cream on top on top well you always have to start at the bottom mate. right so what goes on what goes on the first layer then jam and cream on the jam cream on the jam the Cornish way. <laughs> that, that, the Cornish way. That, the proper way. That, that sounds right to me. Yeah, but they do, it in, they do it wrong in Devon. Right, okay. Um, bone to pick... Uh, <laughs> bone to pick with you first. Go on. Um, are you responsible for these league tables? Uh, I am and I'm not. <laughs> if a team sends us wrong information, like... Uh, they claim the wrong points. How it works is on a Saturday night, a team will send me the results. I then put that on to the website. On By Monday night, the home team then have to confirm all the information that they have sent in on a Monday is correct. Then by midnight on Wednesday, the away team have to check everything and make sure everything's right. So both skippers... Or administrators have said, yes, we're happy with everything that's on play cricket. Then the divisional rep will lock that result. And it can only be opened uh, if they then contact the league rep and say, hold on, something's wrong. Well, nah, it's all right. You, you, it's been corrected. I take right. it back, Gary, it's been corrected because on Saturday night and on Sunday, you've got Bingham above Farndon. Right. And Fondon have now gone back above Bingham because Bingham's had that point. I've worked. Yeah, okay, I'll let you off there. You're our star man. <laughs> I knew we could trust you to look after the Newark teams first. There you go. Well, I'm on a bonus, you team, eh? You are. Right, very quickly then. Um, last week, you made a series of predictions. Um, let's go through those predictions. Um, one, you predicted that Collingham would return to form against Kimberley. Um, they did, or more to the point, Mohammed did. Um, and Collingham got the points but i tell you what gary it was close because that rain was coming down quite steady at seven o'clock on saturday night what what rain was that exactly we had uh, it it just seemed to rain over collingham because it hadn't rained in newark but it was there was a steady little rain at, at collingham I, i've got my driver's tank coming on lovely mate <laughs> bet you have <laughs> you also told me so i'm going to give you top marks for that one you're also going to get top marks for your comments about Adam Shepherd of Clifton. Yeah. Oh, I thought Bolton chasing children in 37, they stood a reasonable chance. 
and then I watched him in the nets during the um, the tea interval, and he was <laughs> peppering his own <laughs> wicketkeeper with bouncers, um, and Bolton at, at four for two, and I think Adam Shepherd ended up with something like eight for twelve at, at the end of his stint. Um, you was absolutely spot on there, Gary, as well. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, well, he was on he was on Knox's read. I think he was on Knox's book. But Adam's a bit of a um, Stambos, or you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, You're talking he's, our he's, era now. I, I mean, he's been a friend of mine on Facebook for years. Uh, I love the guy a bit. I'd pay to go and watch Shep play cricket because he can bat a bit as well. He got 60 um, on with a bat. Yeah, he's a, but he's a loose cannon, mate. Mm. Loose cannon. But uh, lovely bloke. And as I say, yeah, <laughs> he's, uh, he's a match winner. But also, match winners can be liabilities, mate. Uh, well, that's, you know, we've just talked about Paul Gascoigne at football. <laughs> um, um, so, well, as I say, as I explained when we talked about I've literally been in the house five minutes. Normally, I, I do a bit of homework and do a bit of prep work, but tonight it's been, uh, it's been like, it's, it's not, it's not been an Egon Rone uh, masterpiece tonight. It's been a McDonald's, mate. This is a driving <laughs> report. Oh, brilliant. Um, your match of the day was going to be Newell Coronem against West Bridgeford in, in Division D, and it just didn't happen, did it, Gary? It was just a Newell Coronem well, just walked him. Well, more more power to uh, Newell Coronem and Miles because, as I say, you know when they when you're playing at the top of it, you're playing one of the top three teams in the league. You were going to expect a, a tough encounter, but uh, and as I say, West Bridgefordian's first team. You have a look in Division A. They're doing brilliantly. 300 and something, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they lied fifth. That was a winning draw against my favourite, one of my favourites, Ellerslie. So that was, a, that was another good scout for the boys. And, uh, but as I say, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you. And if, if Newark are going to do that, they're going to be very hard to catch them. And it's, and it's a near neighbour that's on their coattails. They're getting, they're getting some momentum doing it. I now can't wait for the Newark Fondon derbies because I think that's uh, even more momentum with them sitting one and two in the table before we have a look what's on this week Gary um, I know you've been out working all day but I would suggest you probably had the radio on um, England's won the first of the one day of, of the one day matches in, in the World Cup beating South Africa there's two highlights you probably haven't seen Ben Stokes's catch if you haven't seen Gary <laughs> if you haven't seen it mate whatever you do go onto social media and see that catch I don't think I've well, ever I... ever seen a better catch well, as I say, I've, I've listened to the last hour and three quarters because I, I, I start my end-of-day run at Axminster and I have to get back to Exeter. It took me an hour and 55 minutes. With the, the main road from Axminster to Exeter is the A30. And unfortunately, there was a uh, crash involving a HGV lorry coming one way and a car and a um, caravan-type thing uh, the other way. So that road's been shut. So literally, I've listened to everything, and everyone was. John Norman from Talksport said it's the greatest catch he's ever seen in his life. He's no. I've, I've, have you seen it, Tony? I've only heard it on the radio. He's no right. He's no right to even get anywhere close to it. But do try and have a look at it. And uh, our new West Indian English bowler, Jofra oh, Archer, apparently was <laughs> a, a little bit special. Well, yeah. Apparently, yeah. He hit uh, Ashim Amla yeah. on the grill. Yeah. And Amla's no mug with the bat. So, uh, yes, I shall look forward to watching the headlight, uh, highlight, headlight, highlight later on. So, uh, 
Now, what highlights have we've got to look forward to from this weekend then, Gary? Nice right, I'm going to give <laughs> the seconds and thirds a quick mention, Nick, as well this week, because I uh, ignorantly, my apologise to those guys. Well, we'll run out of time a little bit. I'm trying yeah. to just gauge it. We've got a bit more right. time. So, here we go. Sixth place, Collingham. Back on the rails. They play Notch uh, Unity Casuals. Now, Casuals are in a, uh, a slump at the minute. They've lost three out of their last four. So, I think, uh, although the ground, it's a big ground at Notch Unity Casuals, uh, I think if Collingham bat first, they'll, they'll bat them out of the game there. Um, Boulderton face a tricky task going, they play in Leicestershire, they're playing Beaver. Uh, probably the most beautiful ground yeah. in our league, yeah. uh, if, if we're all told. Playing in the grounds of Beaver Castle. Uh, so <laughs> I think if Boulderton can get anything from that, they'll be doing well, because I say Beaver lie third in the table. Moving down to uh, the Newark. Uh, and Farndon League. Newark are at home to Wineswold, who Wineswold lies fifth in the table. And Farndon travel to Bottesford, who are one place below Wineswold. So I can see two more victories there. And uh, we'll see if Westbridge Fordians and Bingham can, can keep on their coattails. But I expect, uh, especially uh, Newark, I think they'll be too strong for Wineswold. In Division D, Collingham 2's uh, it's the reverse fixture. They'll be entertaining, not Unity Casuals too. Uh, Collingham are four, uh, having won the last two. Uh, not Unity Casuals are just on the brink of the relegation areas. They're lying in eight, so uh, I can see a home win there for Collingham. Remember, in A, B, and C, we do play win, lose, or draw. But from Division D down, it's a straight win or loss. So there's there's no draws. In Division E, Flintham in third place played Loudon uh, in sixth place. So I can see a home win there for Flintham. Uh, Cornton, uh, they're in ninth, they're in one of the relegation places and they have got a must-win game because they're away at Gedlin and Sherwood twos and they're just one place above them in the league. So uh, uh, there's a, a nice pot of uh, gold there. If Cornton win, they'll come out of the relegation places. Newark RNM twos in Division J, they're away at Bramcott. My old school. My old school. <laughs> That's going back some years. Um, Newark R&M are sixth, Bramcott are eighth, so I can see again, Newark, they win, they'll pull themselves into the top half of the table, and uh, that will put Bramcott in the relegation areas, because I think the bottom two played to this week there. In Division K, Fond and Twos play Bottesford again. Again, it's the reverse fixture. Uh, Fondon a fifth, Bottesford seventh. In Division L, Collingham faced probably the oddest uh, job of the day. They're away at Inform Lamley. Lamley a second in the league. Uh, Collingham a seventh. And uh, the pitch at, uh, at Lamley is uh, notoriously hard to field on. Field on there a few times and uh, it's very slopey. And if you've never fielded on that pitch, it's just getting a bit of getting used to. Uh, Newark R&M, uh, they're in second in Division N, and they entertain the league leaders, Eastwood Town second. Now, Eastwood uh, have been a strong force in this league for years, but over the last few years, they've dwindled down to just one side, which is criminal, really, because uh, the ground at Eastwood is probably one of the most picturesque, along with Beaver, that we've got in this league. And if you've never been, Mick, it's one of those... There's a bridge over the stream... Mm. 
uh, at Eastwood. And when you go out to bat, every batsman coming in or out has to cross over this little bridge. And the scoreboard is absolutely amazing. It's one of the first electronic scoreboards we ever had in the league. And it was, uh, as I say, I played there in that Phil Tufnell game. It's a beautiful ground. So that's where everybody is this week. Uh, as I say, I can see a lot of wins this week uh, for our local side. I say our local side. I'm an adopted um, Newark man now. Um, but let's hope, you know, let's take nothing for granted. And uh, hopefully next week we'll be reporting on Collingham and Boulderton climbing Division A and uh, the Newark and Farnham lads pulling away in Division D. And the resources behind them, you know, following all that up. And we are forecast up here a hot, sunny, dry day. So I think for the first time this cricket season, they're going to get some sun on the backs and the pitches are now are now slowly beginning to harden up a little bit. Which is going to favour, you know, the likes of Mohammed. He'll be enjoying that. Um, Pipesy? Well, I, I, I must have a look at how David's been doing this season. It's, uh, he's taking some wickets, but he's not doing anything with the bat. Well, this time, yeah, he's still getting, he's still getting over his football. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, I mean, he went to watch him the other day and he was sending me a message about... I think Beckham should be playing for the first team. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, <laughs> most of them should want to get into the first team. <laughs> Don't get me on about Man United, we'll be here all did, night. Did you watch any of the match? No. <laughs> he was spraying the ball around, Mick. Yes, but nobody was tackling him. Eh? Nobody was tackling him. Yeah, but I'm not being funny. The, the Man U players this season can't pass Well, no, they can't. Yet. I mean, you know. He can still pass it 16. He must be in his 40s now, Beckham. Um, he has an ability to um, to pin a football. I, I will give you that, Gary. Uh, enjoy whatever you're doing this weekend. I assume it's probably going to be working. Yes, I shall be. I'm working both Saturday and Sunday this week, mate. Right, you're getting very close to that season where you will hate working on Saturday because it's just going to be full of emits like me Boy, coming I'm down. Sa- I'm, I'm, sa- <clears throat> I'm saving the pennies because I w- think I've got to buy you a pint, man. You most pint. certainly have. July the thirteenth. No. It's in the diary. Yeah, I don't know what the prices are like down here, but down here the beer's dead cheap. Oh, it's cheap at Collingham, don't worry about that. We'll, <laughs> we'll be looked after at Dalefield. The no, the no you're coming, let's put it like that. There you go. So where's, where are you and Tony going to be this Saturday, finally? I'm going to watch um, Newark R&M. And he's umpiring for the seconds. No, I, no? I, I'm, af- I'm afraid I can't umpire because it's our presentation evening at the, for football. So I'm helping my wife in Newark Marketplace to sell raffle tickets for a car for Bowman House. It's only a part-time time, <laughs> Gary. This is the problem we have. Well, look, you two have a lovely weekend. And you, and we will talk again on our now regular Gary Edgington spot at about 20 to 8 on a Thursday night. Thanks, Gary. Bye, boys. Bye. Cheers, Cheers pal. Bye-bye. You're shaking your head. Don't you think yeah. Newark's going to win? Uh, Newark have got serious uh, selection problems oh, this right. weekend. It is um, off to Leeds for uh, uh, Jimmy Faulkner's stag do for the majority of the No lines. commitment, you see. You see, this is what you get. No commitment. He's a cricketer. It's the cricket season and he's having a stag do. Why cannot he get married in October, November, December, January, February or March? Football season. Who does he play for? Well, do, do not Who does he play he, for? He's he, he's a is a, a loyal Notts County fan. So he doesn't play for anybody? No, but... He's a supporter. It's, it's, it's football season. Well, 
Have a stag weekend in Dover or Barra. It, you're missing the point. It's not football or cricket that's the problem. Why the hell's he getting married in the well, first place? Well, there is that. Why is he getting married? <laughs> it's crazy. But unfortunately, that has left the uh, selection as a major headache for our three teams this week. You, you know, um, Rob, um, Rob Orgill came in on <laughs> oh, yes. Tuesday night. And um, as a, on the back of that, people have sort of keep coming to me. And uh, apparently... <laughs> The wife wanted to keep the noise down while she was cooking. So I took the batteries out of the smoke alarm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Hine, for that one. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> Peter Mason's coming to see us again next week. Is he's, he? He's, um, we're going to have an evening league chat because yeah. Sunday sport is... Well, it's dying. Mm. And I want to find out what the evening league are doing because i know it's not as big as it was but it still carry seems to carry on so i want to find out what the evening league are doing and i've got no doubt peter will have some rugby or cricket stories oh, which yes. are just about repeatable <laughs> oh, as i say and i said that far too early um, uh, some stories repeatable yes. not, sure. not so sure robin louise comes says last Tuesday night, um, great guests, always great, great guests, and uh, we look forward next week to the Gordon Wellborn Week, and you know, we're going to be talking about that with my phone calls all week as we see what the newer ca- athletes can do on the Gordon Wellborn Week. Tony missed last night, Paul Drury and N- Nicky Smith coming in. Um, they've gone, Tony. I mean, this is a. I mean, this is fantastic. They've gone from twelve, fourteen members at the squash club. Mm. playing at the Grove where nobody wanted them and nobody could see them, to 70-plus, mm. a youth section and a ladies' section, which seems to like wine and cake more than playing squash. But there you go, that's that's nothing wrong with that. Um, what a success story. Mm. There wasn't one single negative. What a success story. It's brilliant. No, no I mean, uh, 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 as I said... all down to coming in here, you know. Nothing to do with the new sports well, centre. Uh, all down to coming in here. I, I, I did hear the show, and um, basically uh, the, the, the only negative um, that uh, was admitted to was the fact that the fourth team uh, failed on... And that's not a negative, is on it? Promotion ...on promotion on an admin issue. That, that's not yeah. a negative. Because if that's a negative, Manchester United, Sunderland, Leeds United, the Notts County have had a rubbish season, <laughs> which we know they have. Um, <laughs> but what's coming up now is far from rubbish, because it's the Anderson show and the gang are waiting out there and when I say gang there's a bus party tonight we-